0: Just a quick note of explanation before we begin our reading for today. Did you know that there is now a Daily Audio Torah phone app available? One for iPhones and one for Android phones? Just go to DailyAudioTorah.com website and on the navigation menu, click the Get the Phone app. A drop-down menu will display one for iPhone and one for the Android phone. Select for the type of phone you have and you will see the instructions there for how to get the free phone app for Daily Audio Torah, and you will be able to listen on the go wherever you go with one click. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give Pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures, and the King James for the New Testament. Today we begin a new Torah portion reading, Noach, and it means Rest. Rest. Genesis 6, 9-22 This is the line of Noah. Noah was a righteous man. He was blameless in his age. Noah walked with Hashem. Noah begot three sons, Sham, Ham, and Japheth. The earth became corrupt before Hashem. The earth was filled with lawlessness. When Hashem saw how corrupt the earth was, for all flesh had corrupted his ways on earth, Hashem said to Noah, I have decided to put an end to all flesh, for the earth is filled with lawlessness because of them. I am about to destroy them with the earth. Make yourself an ark of gopher wood. Make it an ark with compartments, and cover it inside and out with pitch. This is how you shall make it. The length of the ark shall be three hundred amot, its width fifty amot, and its height thirty amot. Make an opening for daylight in the ark and terminate it within an ama of the top. Put the entrance to the ark in its side. Make it with bottom, second, and third decks. For my part, I am about to bring the flood. Waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh under the sky in which there is breath of life. Everything on earth shall perish. But I will establish my covenant with you, and you shall enter the ark with your sons, your wife, and your sons' wives. And of all that lives, of all flesh, you shall take two of each into the ark to keep alive with you. They shall be male and female. From birds of every kind, cattle of every kind, every kind of creeping thing on earth, two of each shall come to you to stay alive. For your part, take of everything that is eaten and stored away to serve as food for you and for them. Noah did so just as Hashem commanded him. So he did. Jeremiah 51, 1-53 to Thus said Hashem, See, I am rousing a destructive wind against Babylon and the inhabitants of Leb-Kamai. I will send strangers against Babylon, and they shall winnow her, and they shall strip her land bare. They shall beset her on all sides on the day of disaster. Let the archer draw his bow, and let him stand ready in his coat of mail. Show no pity to her young men. Wipe out all her host." Let them fall slain in the land of Chaldea, pierced through in her streets. For Israel and Yehuda were not bereft of their God, the Lord of hosts. But their land was filled with guilt before the Holy One of Israel. Flee from the midst of Babylon, and save your lives, each of you. Do not perish for her iniquity, for this is a time of vengeance for Hashem. He will deal retribution to her. Babylon was a golden cup in Hashem's hand. It made the whole earth drunk. The nations drank of her wine. That is why the nations are mad. Suddenly, Babylon has fallen and is shattered. Howl over her. Get balm for her wounds. Perhaps she can be healed. We tried to cure Babylon, but she was incurable. Let us leave her and go. Each to his own land, for her punishment reaches to heaven. It is as high as the sky. Hashem has proclaimed our vindication. Come, let us recount in Zion the deeds of Hashem our God. Polish the arrows, fill the quivers. Hashem has roused the spirit of the kings of Mede, for his plan against Babylon is to destroy her. This is the vengeance of Hashem, vengeance for His temple. Raise a standard against the walls of Babylon. Set up a blockade. Station watchmen. Prepare those in ambush, for Hashem has both planned and performed what He decreed against the inhabitants of Babylon. O you who dwell by great waters, with vast storehouses, your time is come, the hour of your end. THE LORD OF HOSTS HAS SWORN BY HIMSELF, I WILL FILL YOU WITH MEN LIKE A LOCUST swarm. THEY WILL RAISE A SHOUT AGAINST YOU. HE MADE THE EARTH BY HIS MIGHT, ESTABLISHED THE WORLD BY HIS WISDOM, AND BY HIS UNDERSTANDING STRETCHED OUT THE SKIES. WHEN HE MAKES HIS VOICE HEARD, THERE IS A RUMBLING OF WATERS IN THE SKIES. He makes vapors rise from the end of the earth. He makes lightning for the rain and brings forth wind from his treasuries. Every man is proved dull, without knowledge. Every goldsmith is put to shame because of the idol, for his molten image is a deceit. There is no breath in them. They are a delusion, a work of mockery. In their hour of doom they shall perish. Not like these in the portion of Yaakov, For it is He who formed all things, and Israel is His very own tribe. The Lord of hosts is His name. You are my war club, my weapons of battle. With you I clubbed nations. With you I destroyed kingdoms. With you I clubbed horse and rider. With you I clubbed chariot and driver. With you I clubbed man and woman, with you I clubbed graybeard and boy, with you I clubbed youth and maiden, with you I clubbed shepherd and flock, with you I clubbed plowman and team, with you I clubbed governors and prefects, but I will requite Babylon and all the inhabitants of Chaldea, for all the wicked things they did to Zion before your eyes, declares Hashem. See, I will deal with you, O mountain of the destroyer, declares Hashem, destroyer of the whole earth. I will stretch up my hand against you and roll you down from the cracks and make you a burnt-out mountain. They shall never take from you a cornerstone or foundation stone. You shall be a desolation for all time, declares Hashem. Raise a standard on earth. Sound a shofar among the nations. Appoint nations against her. Assemble kingdoms against her. Ararat, mini, and Ashkenaz. Designate a marshal against her. Bring up horses like swarming locusts appoint nations for war against her the kings of media her governors and all her prefects and all the lands they rule when the earthquakes and writhes for Hashem's purpose is fulfilled against Babylon to make the land of Babylon a waste without inhabitant the warriors of Babylon stop fighting they sit in the strongholds their might is dried up They become women. Her dwellings are set afire. Her bars are broken. Runner dashes to meet runner, messenger to meet messenger, to report to the king of Babylon that his city is captured from end to end. The fords are captured, and the swamp thickets are consumed in fire, and the fighting men are in panic. For thus said the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Fair Babylon is like a threshing-floor ready to be trodden. In a little while her harvest time will come. Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, devoured me and discomfited me. He swallowed me like a dragon. He filled his belly with my dainties, and set me down like an empty dish. Then he rinsed me out. Let the violence done me and my kindred be upon Babylon, says the inhabitant of Zion, and let my blood be upon the inhabitants of Chaldea, says Jerusalem. Assuredly, thus said Hashem, I am going to uphold your cause and take vengeance for you. I will dry up her sea and make her fountain run dry. Babylon shall become rubble. A den for jackals, an object of horror and hissing without inhabitant. Like lions, they roar together, they growl like lion cubs. When they are heated, I will set out their drink and get them drunk, that they may become hilarious, and then sleep an endless sleep, never to awake, declares Hashem. I will bring them down like lambs for slaughter, like rams and he-goats. How has Shishak been captured, the praise of the whole earth been taken? How has Babylon become a horror to the nations? The sea has risen over Babylon. She is covered by its roaring waves. Her towns are a desolation, a land of desert and steep, a land no man lives in and no human passes through. And I will deal with Bel in Babylon and make him disgorge what he has swallowed. And nations shall no more gaze on him with joy. Even the wall of Babylon shall fall. Depart from there, O my people. Save your lives, each of you, from the furious anger of Hashem. Do not be downhearted or afraid at the rumors heard in the land. A rumor will come one year, and another rumor the next year of violence in the land and of ruler against ruler. Assuredly, days are coming when I will deal with Babylon's images. Her whole land shall be shamed, and all her slain shall fall in her midst. Heavens and earth and all that is in them shall shout over Babylon, for the ravagers shall come upon her from the north, declares Hashem. Yes, Babylon is to fall for the slain of Israel as the slain of all the earth have fallen through Babylon. You fugitives from the sword, go, don't delay. Remember Hashem from afar and call Jerusalem to mind. We were shamed. We heard taunts. Humiliation covered our faces when aliens entered the sacred areas of Hashem's house. Assuredly, Days are coming, declares Hashem, when I will deal with her images, and throughout her land the dying shall groan. Though Babylon should climb to the skies, though she fortify her strongholds up to heaven, the ravagers would come against her from me, declares Hashem. Titus 2. 1-15 to But speak thou the things which become sound doctrine, that the aged men be sober, grave, temperate, sound in faith, in charity, in patience, the aged women likewise, that they be in behavior as becomes holiness, not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things, that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, To love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. Young men likewise exhort to be sober-minded. In all things, showing yourself a pattern of good works and doctrine, showing uncorruptness, gravity, sincerity, sound speech that cannot be condemned, that he that is of the contrary part may be ashamed, having no evil thing to say of you. Exhort servants to be obedient to their masters and to please them well in all things, not answering again, not stealing, but showing all good fidelity, that they may adorn the doctrine of God our Savior in all things. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that, denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Yeshua HaMashiach, who gave Himself for us, that He might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto Himself a peculiar people, Zealous of good works. These things speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no man despise you. Psalm 99, 1 to 9. The Lord reigns. Let the people tremble. He sits between the cherubims. Let the earth be moved. The Lord is great in Zion, and he is high above all the people. Let them praise your great and terrible name, for it is holy. The king's strength also loves judgment. You do establish equity. You execute judgment and righteousness in Jacob. Exalt the Lord our God and worship at his footstool, for he is holy. Moses and Aaron among his priests and Samuel among them that call upon his name. They called upon the Lord, and he answered them. He spoke to them in the cloudy pillar. They kept his testimonies and the ordinance that he gave them. You answered them, O Lord our God. You were a God that forgave them, though you took vengeance of their inventions. Exalt the Lord our God and worship at his holy hill. For the Lord our God is holy. Proverbs 26, 17 He that passes by and meddles with strife, belonging not to him, is like one that takes a dog by the ears. I want to speak to you today um, from Genesis chapter 6, and then we're going to dive into Jeremiah chapter 51. In Genesis chapter 6, verse 13, it is written, HaShem said to Noah, I have decided to put an end to all flesh, for the earth is filled with lawlessness because of them. I am about to destroy them with the earth. The Israel Bible commentary discussion on this verse reads as follows. According to one opinion in the Talmud, The effects of the flood were less severe in the land of Israel. Why did Hashem choose to spare this particular land? Rabbi Zelman of Leedi, the founder of the Chabad Hasidic dynasty in the 18th century Russia, concludes that the purpose of the flood was to purify the world of its corruption. The flood then served as a kind of a mikvah, a ritual bath, to bring about a process of purification. However, since Eretz Israel is intrinsically pure, it is impossible to corrupt, and therefore did not need this type of purification. In fact, whenever the Torah discusses sins that cause exile, it says that the land will purge itself of the sinners. Eretz Israel cannot be corrupted and does not tolerate impurity on its soil. Now let's dive into Jeremiah 51. And I want to begin with a question for you to think about and ponder. What do you learn about the end of days daughter of Babylon nation in this chapter? And two, how does this apply to your life? This is a chapter worth really studying and digging into both Jeremiah 50 and 51 these two chapters are all about God's judgment on the end of days daughter of Babylon nation it is a literal nation, a literal land and he's going to judge it now let's jump in Jeremiah 51 verse 2 It is written, I will send strangers against Babylon, and they shall winnow her, and they shall strip her land bare. They shall beset her on all sides on the day of disaster. So if my hypothesis, what I've put out there to you is correct. If United States of America is the end of days daughter of Babylon nation, uh, this is saying that she's going to get hit on all sides. That would mean from the southern border from Mexico, from the northern border from Canada, from the west coast, the Pacific coast, and on the east coast, the Atlantic coast on all sides. Next, let's look at a cup of drunkenness. In Jeremiah 51, verse 7, it is written, Babylon was a golden cup in Hashem's hand. It made the whole earth drunk. The nations drank of her wine, and that is why the nations are mad. Now I want to cross-reference that with another passage from Revelation, which is basically describing the very same picture. Revelation chapter 17 I'll start with verse 3 so he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness and I saw a woman sit upon the scarlet colored beast full of names of blasphemy having seven heads and ten horns Verse four, and the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, having a golden cup in her hand, full of abominations and filthiness of her fornication. So this is basically describing the same picture, a woman with a cup and it's full of abominations and filthiness. And verse 5, Upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery, Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. So this woman is Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots. So this is describing the same imagery as what we read in Jeremiah 51. Verse 6, And I saw the woman drunken with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Yeshua. And when I saw her, I wondered with great awe. So what we see in Jeremiah 51 is a woman with a golden cup and the, the, the nations of the earth, the merchants of the earth have drunk from this cup and gotten drunk. And it's filled with idolatry and harlotry. So what is it that um, the greedy money changers, money traders on Wall Street are after? What's their bottom line? Their bottom line is profit. Their bottom line is greed and accumulation of wealth. And so it's not money itself that is evil. It is the love of money That is evil. And so that's the idolatry. That's the harlotry is when you chase after and um, make that the number one thing in your life. Continuing on, let's take a look at who attacks and why do they attack this end of days daughter of Babylon nation. Jeremiah 51 verse 11. Polish the arrows, fill the quivers. Hashem has roused the spirit of the kings of Media, for his plan against Babylon is to destroy her. This is the vengeance of Hashem, vengeance for his temple. Who are the kings of Media? This would be the Medo-Persian Empire. The the ancient Medo-Persian Empire is modern-day Iran. And so that's who the enemy is. But it's not going to be Iran only. I believe it's also going to include China and Russia, its nations from the north. And why does this happen? The Lord is using Iran and Russia and China. He's going to use the Medo-Persian Empire to accomplish his purpose to bring down a hammer of judgment against Babylon. Why? This is the vengeance of Hashem, vengeance for his temple. So there is something that is going to happen regarding Israel, regarding Jerusalem, regarding the temple mount that rouses the anger of the God of Israel, that now he's going to give payback that there's going to be a consequence and a judgment for whatever it is that the United States does concerning the Temple Mount. Um, And keep in mind at the time of this recording, Trump's peace plan, all the fullness of it has not yet been revealed. Israel is still trying to sort out their election mess. They're still trying to form a viable coalition We don't know yet who's going to be the prime minister, if it's going to be Netanyahu or Benny Gantz or somebody else. It's still up in the air. But whenever they do get this resolved, Trump is intending to um, unveil their peace plan and the, the last part of the peace plan. And it has, we'll find out when it gets unveiled. Continuing on, Jeremiah 51 verse 13 O oh, you who dwell by great waters with vast storehouses your time is come the hour of your end this is a clue as to who is the end of days daughter babylon nation now there've been some people out there that would say oh, okay babylon is modern day saudi arabia she's very wealthy she is high and lifted up uh, this nation has tremendous Accumulation of wealth, but Saudi Arabia is not surrounded by great waters. The United States of America is surrounded by great waters. We have the Great Lakes, we have the Pacific Ocean, and we have the Atlantic Ocean. We're surrounded with great waters and we have great vast storehouses. We, we have been one of the wealthiest nations in the world with the largest gross domestic product with the greatest wealth over the last 250 odd years. And we are the youngest nation, the hindermost nation. Akarit, hindermost means the youngest. And so uh, saudi arabia israel iraq iran those are all very ancient nations they have been around for much 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 longer than the united states the united states is one of basically one of the youngest nations in existence continuing on let's look at verse 48 another clue as to the identity of who is This end of days Babylon nation. Verse 48. Heavens and earth and all that is in them shall shout over Babylon for the ravagers shall come upon her from the north. This tells us a little bit about who the invaders are. They're from the north. So that would include Russia. Jeremiah 51 verse 19. Not like these in the portion of Jacob, for it is he who formed all things, and Israel is his very own tribe. The Lord of hosts is his name. The Israel Bible commentary for this verse reads as follows. For two long chapters, Jeremiah describes the utter destruction that will befall the Babylon nation. However, it is the future of Israel that ultimately concerns God. The Babylonians put their trust in their idols and are let down in the end. Israel's fate is different because they trust in Hashem. Since Hashem created the world, it is His to distribute as He pleases. He chose to give the land of Israel to the people of Israel, the portion of Jacob, as an eternal inheritance that will remain theirs forever. So I will add to that, that when you begin to see the Babylon nation fall, we are to take heart and take hope and be comforted and encouraged. Why so? Because as Babylon falls, Israel rises And Israel is not just the nation over there, surrounded by hostile Arab neighbors. Israel is a people. Israel includes all 12 tribes. It includes northern and southern kingdom. The southern kingdom is the house of Judah, the Jews. The northern kingdom is the house of Israel, or also known as Ephraim or Joseph. And that part of the nation of Israel, the non-Jewish part, Those people, us, we are scattered throughout all the nations of the world. And Yeshua is going to engather in these exiles of Israel during the time known as Jacob's trouble. That is something he will be doing in his second return. When he returns, that's one of his jobs, his tasks. So while Babylon is being judged and taken down, Israel will be rising. And as you look at what's going on in the nation of America, with all the graft, with all the corruption, with all the blood in our hands from the murder of so many unborn babies, with all of the corruption in Washington, D.C., with the Democrats, which are basically now they're like socialist communists, trying to do a coup d'etat, a political coup d'etat to to take a president out of office who was duly elected by the people through one witch hunt after another, first through the Robert Mueller investigation and now through this impeachment process, that the corruption, the infiltration by the deep state globalists is so pervasive in every arena, in every area, in the intelligence community, the NSA, the CIA, Homeland Security, the infiltration of the deep state globalists in the media, that basically CNN is their mouthpiece, and their infiltration in government, in the State Department and the FBI and throughout the Congress, their infiltration is so pervasive And it's so wicked that even though Trump has said that he wants to go to Washington to drain the swamp, I don't think that he, he, no person can do that. Only God is going to be able to truly deal with all the corruption and the evil of this Babylonian system. Let's take a look at Jeremiah 51 verse 32. The fords are captured and the swamp thickets are consumed in fire and the fighting men are in panic. Isn't that interesting that that, that phrase swamp thickets is mentioned in describing this Babylon nation. And this is something that Trump has mentioned. He's going to DC to drain the swamp. Well, draining the swamp isn't necessarily going to do it. What God is going to do when, the judgment comes is he's going to set the swamp thicket on fire and that's how the swamp of corruption and evil will be dealt with let's jump now into verse 45 where it is written depart from there o my people save your lives each of you from the furious anger of hashem so he's giving us instruction when the end of days, daughter of Babylon nation, which I believe is the United States of America, is militarily attacked, he's telling us to depart from there and save your life. Well, where do we go? He gives us further instruction in verse 50. You fugitives from the sword, go, don't delay, remember Hashem from afar and call Jerusalem to mind we are his remnant people we are scattered to all the nations and he is telling us to remember Jerusalem to to let Jerusalem come to your mind that we are going to be on a journey heading to Israel heading to Jerusalem and there's some other verses in Jeremiah 31 that also talk about that set up waymarks. Remember the place where you came from? Let's just take a moment and go there. And the word waymarks has an interesting meaning at the Hebrew level when you look at the word in Hebrew. Jeremiah 31 verse 21. Set up waymarks, make high heaps, set your heart toward the highway, even the way which you went turn again o virgin of israel turn again to these your cities now that word waymarks in hebrew is zion zion is jerusalem so that's a cross reference to the verse from jeremiah 51:50 50. and finally jeremiah 51:42 let's go back there The sea has risen over Babylon. She is covered by its roaring waves. What does that sound like to you? When does the sea come inland? It happens when there is a tsunami. And tsunamis are triggered by a massive earthquake. You remember the tsunami that hit Japan a few years ago. And it was triggered by a massive earthquake. So if Babylon is indeed surrounded by great waters, and now those waters are covering some of the land mass of Babylon, what would cause that? That would be a massive earthquake, thereby triggering a tsunami. So again, this is a heads up and a fair warning for any of you listening who happen to live on the coastline or near the coastline of either the Pacific or the Atlantic coast. Have a plan in place that if ever there is a tsunami, you have high ground to go to, you have a high tower to go to, um, or a road, a pathway to be able to get in the car and get on the road and get out of the path of that incoming water. Have a plan in place. Think about it. Plan ahead. This is fair warning that this, when Babylon comes under military attack, we've been told in advance that the sea is going to cover some of the landmass. And how does that happen? It happens with the tsunami. Jeremiah 51 verse 49. Yes, Babylon is to fall for the slain of Israel as the slain of all the earth have fallen through Babylon. So this is an application of the measure for measure principle. The the principle of what you sow is what you reap. You sow wickedness, you're going to reap tremendous judgment. If you sow goodness and kindness and caring and generosity and giving, you will reap a reward. But Babylon as a system An end-time globalist system is extremely wicked and has caused many to die. She has slain many. And so God is going to ultimately take Babylon down. So I share this as an encouragement to you that if you look at the news and you see what's going on in our culture with all of the divisiveness and the you know, I hate Trump. I hate Trump. Constant barrage from the media, and and all that you see in our culture that is against God, and against His ways, and against His Word, the godlessness that has risen up. Uh, be encouraged, because the Lord is going to deal with it. He is going to take this out, and take down the Babylonian system and he will protect you beloved he will protect his remnant people so I want to end on a really positive note uh, of encouragement and I'm going to just the last thing I'm going to share here is from Ezekiel chapter 39 and this is at the end of the Gog Magog war at the very end when the Lord Himself has intervened and gotten involved in it, and by the way, when the Gog-Magog War happens and all these nations of the North, uh, come against the nation of Israel over in the land of Israel, I believe, I have a hunch that the, at the same time that that is happening, that the Gog-Magog War happens over there in the Middle East, that at the same time this is when the end of days, Babylon nation will also be militarily attacked. America would be attacked about at the same time. So it truly is a world war. So in Ezekiel chapter 39, verses 27 to 29, when I have brought them again from the people and gathered them out of their enemies lands and I am sanctified in them in the sight of many nations, then shall they know that I am the Lord their God, which caused them to be led into captivity among the heathen. But I have gathered them to their own land, and have left none of them any more there. Neither will I hide my face any more, from them for i have poured out my spirit upon the house of israel says the lord god this is not just talking about the ingathering of jews this is talking about the ingathering of all of the exiles of israel all 12 tribes including the 10 tribes of the north the northern kingdom the non-jewish part of the nation of israel And the Marines, I think it's the Marines or maybe it's the Navy SEALs. They have a saying, leave no man behind on any operation. When they go into enemy territory and they do some kind of an operation, they leave no man behind. Well, this is God's policy. That's what it says in verse 28. But I have gathered them to their own land and have left none of them anymore there left none of the what's the there the land of your enemies so this is a wonderful promise to hang on to and a hope to cling to the lord is going to protect his remnant people the lord will protect when the, the time of jacob's trouble begins when he begins to judge the end of days, daughter of Babylon nation. He is going to protect his people, his remnant people. So take heart, be encouraged, cling to Yeshua and cling to his word. You have been shown what God is going to do in these last days and what his plan is for his people. So be encouraged and have a blessed week.